0: sharing success stories and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the creative visionaries podcast. Today, our guest is Robert Kennedy. The Robert is a professional speaker, trainer, author, and podcast host. Robert is a co-founder of and president of kinetic communications. He is known for his energetic presentations that are infused with humor and keep his audiences engaged as he invites them to speak up, speak out, and lead well. Robert, welcome on the show.
1: Hey, so glad to be here. Do me a favor. I'm a speaker. And so I enter the room a little bit differently than some people do. So just do me, just humor me for a second and say, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Kennedy III.
0: Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Kennedy third.
1: Ah, Let's go. Come on. All right. Hold on. Let me me bring a friend with me. Hold on. Here we go. Hold on. He's coming from over here. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have fun with life. How about that? (laughs) Best entrance
0: by far for the Creative Visionaries podcast. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. Wouldn't that be amazing if, like, when somebody called your name and you just entered a room, you just, a band struck up and you had, you know, people just with trumpets and whatever marching it. That's I, like, that's, love it. that's like Disney fantasy well, life.
0: For sure. sure. And it's like, okay, so here we go. I'm, I'm, I have a sports background, right? So yeah. we always had, like, our theme song. Yeah. Right? When we were warming up, we had that theme song. It was like, for me, it was like the eye of the tiger. Like- yeah. <laughs> And then it was like, you come up to bat, you're playing softball, you got your, your, your song going, you're jamming right. out. I need that now. I need to do you that more. Do it. I
1: gotta, gotta incorporate do it. that
0: into business.
1: You do. I mean, every time I've got to speak when I'm in the car on my way to the speaking engagement, I've got to have some stuff that pumps me up. I mean, uh, lose yourself. Eminem, right? <laughs> you only got one shot. Okay. I'm, I'm in, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> so, bam, let's go. Right. So that's how we do it.
0: The best. Mr. Yeah. Robert Kennedy, the <laughs> third. <laughs> so, Robert, tell us how you got to this point point, where you are today and, and the amazing things that you're doing in the speaking and, uh, you know, business world. Tell us a little bit more about you.
1: I mean, you sure you want me to answer that question? That How I got to this point? That is a long question. You see this gray stuff right here? I mean, how much time you got? I must, how much uh, well, you time
0: know, let's up? get the condensed version.
1: <laughs> the, the condensed version. Okay. So how about the condensed version? So out of college, I worked in the mental health field for three years, and that prepared me great for my next job as a seventh grade teacher. Oh, There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. All right, sure. Thank you very much, sure. ladies and I'm here every Tuesday. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so um, after that, I I left seventh grade, and I taught high school for seven years. I taught physics and biology. I was a science teacher. I was a college online faculty for two years after that so 10 years in teaching totally and then i started a company where i developed online learning or e-learning for corporations was building them for a lot of different Companies, Some of them companies, you know, some of them government orgs, IRS, Census Bureau, just doing some of that stuff. Barnes and Noble, working with different companies to, to help them figure out how to communicate their policies and procedures and all of that to their employees. After that, I started to be asked quite a bit, hey, are you a speaker? And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I mean, you can get paid for that. Um, (laughs) so, uh, I kept being asked that question. And so I finally, somewhere around 2014 said, you know what, let me dig in and find out what is this paid speaker thing that you speak of. And so I joined Toastmasters, did a lot of research, stalked some people at the National Speakers Association, and just did a whole lot of that stuff. And eventually really morphed things and started a business where I train corporate leaders, and now specifically people in the real estate industry, how to communicate more effectively, how to utilize storytelling as the basis for your communication. And ultimately, we don't want people to just get information from us. We want them to do something with it. We want to create transformation for people. So I teach people how to create messages that move people to action.
0: Interesting. You know, it's, it's funny when, like you said, what is a speaking gig, right? You can get paid to do that. (laughs) Yes. I think, I think it's, it's nowadays it's like everybody knows that, but back, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago was like, what? Yeah. And so, you know, podcasting is another great platform for speaking too, right? Especially, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, during COVID and all that stuff. It gives you the opportunity. You know, I was always worried about the speakers, you know, those business people who that was their job during COVID yeah. is like, oh my gosh, what are you guys doing? How do you transition? And so I just love this this idea of, of having a, a professional speaker, especially like I come from the corporate background and we always had like these retreats and these, these company events and the speakers were always my favorite, especially the ones like you with this like wow. dynamic dynamic energy and like just dropping like bombs on the whole day. Just like, oh my gosh, it gets just so pumped and so, you know, jazzed and excited to to hear what you have to say. And so I love I love what you do.
1: <laughs> well I'm I'm hoping it was the speakers like me that I hope it was the speakers that drew your attention because in a lot of corporate retreats I hear speakers that are like <sighs> yeah all right so
0: (laughs) for sure there are them yeah they're out there
1: yes so uh that's part of what my job is is to help speakers or to help people that have to present ideas not be that that snore fest that drives people bonkers
0: (laughs) you need a little liveliness in your in your your talk right
1: yep absolutely
0: you know it's interesting because um you know, when I first started looking at, you know, speakers in this kind of um, format of of speaking your truth or speaking your story, it was the story concept was so new to me. And, you know, I thought people just got up there and just, you know, presented information, right? It was just information. Mm -hmm. And really digging into it and starting to kind of look into it more, everything is framed around a story. and so i wanted to kind of get your perspective on how do you help speakers or prospective uh, you know people trying to get into the speaking industry or even just professionals who have you know um, speaking engagements that they do how do you help them find their voice and then craft or own that story
1: well so the finding your voice part is is interesting i think there is something to be said for mentors or influence. When we want to get into a specific space, we look at the people that are successful in that space and we start to imitate them in some ways, right? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, they say. So I used to sing and I would sing with this singing group. And and I remember we went into the studio to record some stuff and... I was asked by the producer to go into the booth to record a lead or to record a a solo part for the song. And so I go in and mic comes on, music starts playing. I've got my ear, my my headphone cups as they call them. Uh, I've got those on and I start singing and I sing through the entire first half of this verse. And the producer stops the recording. I'm like, dude, what's wrong? He says, oh, you know what? You sound just like Fred Hammond. And so Fred Hammond is a gospel singer for those people that that don't know or aren't familiar with it. He said, you sound just like Fred Hammond. Oh, my gosh. Fred Hammond is such a great singer. You sound just like Fred Hammond. I need you to do this thing again. And now I need you to sound like Robert. He said, "He said, dude, I don't need you to do Fred Hammond's lyrics or licks or or ad libs or riffs or runs. I need to hear Robert's heart, Robert's spirit, Robert's authentic voice come through on this recording. And so that's what happens with a lot of speakers. They 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 go out to speak or they start their speaking journey." And they want to sound like Eric Thomas or they want to sound like Zig Ziglar or, or Bob Proctor or, or whoever it is. Right. right. And so, what is the thing that makes you your youest you? What makes you the most authentic you? And the thing that allows you to be you is your story when you're when you're able to be vulnerable when you're able to share experiences that only you have been through that only you have experienced then your voice begins to shine through that because while other people may have experienced similar things or lived through some stuff or maybe they haven't gotten there yet and the reason they're listening to you is because they're looking for guidance right And if you're able to share your heart, your core value, your true voice, then you reach people, then you create transformation in people. So it's important to find your true voice.
0: So talking about the story aspect, Mm -hmm. I know from a personal um, perspective, for me, finding the story is the biggest challenge for me. Mm It's like every, and I hear this all over the place. Like I listen to podcasts and I read books and stuff. And, and people talk about the challenge and the journey of finding your story. Because, you know, I look at my life and my, you know, history and how I got here. And to me, I don't see a story, right? Like, (laughs) right. To me, it's just me. But I, I hear people talk about ways of breaking it down in order to kind of Pull that out of you, and and really figure out, like, okay, this this part of your life and this journey that you were on, you didn't know it was a journey at the moment, but in reflection, this is your story. So how do you how do you coach people, um, to to find that story and really pull it out of them so that they can believe and understand that they have a story, and and this is what the story is.
1: Wow, Simon Sinek has this great TED talk called. How great leaders inspire action, and inside of that TED talk, he 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 shares this idea that is that is core to his books and everything that he does, and it's called "Start with Why."
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Why button. do you do what you do? He says people may not buy what you do; they buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. So start with asking yourself whatever it is that I'm up to. If I, if I'm a business owner, if I'm an entrepreneur, why am I? pursuing this particular business if I've got a t-shirt business why am I pursuing a t-shirt business is it because I've got this passion for t-shirts OMg I love messages on shirts right <laughs> what 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 is it that causes you to stay in this space even when it gets challenging or difficult right and inside of that there's there's a nugget there's something small it's kind of like you know what I love being in spaces where I I vend or, uh, or, or there's other, there's just energy. I love being in that space. Okay, now back further. Why do you love that? All right? Dean Graziosi wrote this book called, uh, I forgot what, what, what it was called, uh, Success Millionaires or Their Millionaire Mindset or something of that nature. Um, I'm, not, I'm not remembering the exact book, but, but he went through this experience with his coach and his coach asked him a question. And he was like, why do you want to do what you do? And he said, "Because I want to make money." He said, "Okay, why do you want to make money? Well, because I want to be able to buy things that that I that I that I without without struggling, right? right. Okay, why why is that important to you, right? And he kept asking him why, and he asked him why seven times, and it's called like it's called the seven levels deep exercise.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: as he went through this exercise, he finally ended up in the space." where he said, "Oh my gosh. I want to do this because as a kid, I saw my dad struggle. And I never want to be in the space and I don't want anybody else to be in the space where they have family, where they have loved ones around them and they're struggling. I don't want to be in that space." And so that's why I do what I do. So if you're able to find why you do what you do, what you do, why you love what you love, why you're in the space that you are currently, what causes you to stay, then you can connect that back Mm
0: -hmm.
1: using the seven levels deep exercise. That's one way to do it, but you can connect it back to something that causes you to be attracted to that thing in the first place, because Mm -hmm. all of us have a reason why we're attracted to one thing, one space versus Mm -hmm. another.
0: And that's your story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love
0: that. You know, someone else. Uh, I've I've heard of that uh, exercise, but someone else told me or had explained um, this concept of it was like take your age and divide it by five or something, mm-hmm. and and then that and then that gave you five quad or five you know categories of timeframes in your life. And like, okay, so from zero to eight, what is the most um, meaningful thing that happened in your life or something that you remember the most or stands out the most? And and let's, let's structure a, a story based on that. Yeah. And then the next, you know, section, you know, nine to 14 or whatever it is. And so that was another exercise that I thought was very interesting too, because yeah. it was like, okay. Looking in time, you know, time blocks or time frames in your life and and pulling stories out of that specifically. And then on top of this, right, like the why is like the big reason. Yeah. Um, But I I I thought it was interesting.
1: If I were to coach somebody through that exercise, I would have them do it the other way. Because here's what happens. Most people don't remember the significant experiences Mm -hmm. that happened from zero to eight, unless it was like super traumatic. True right sure. most people don't remember it like in their short-term memory but we can get them there to remember it if we start with where we are now and like why do you do what you do oh now and sometimes we can get at it through the jobs that people have had right so before before i became a speaker i kind of i went through my entire experience with you here before i was a speaker i was an e-learning developer before that i was a teacher before that i was in the mental health industry and in the mental health industry, I was a supervisor for people who were in, had mental challenges or mental illnesses in, the, in their communities, right? Yeah. And before that, I, I was in college and in college, I started two singing groups. And, and before I did that, I was in high school and my senior year of high school was when I really kind of came out of my shell. And before that, I had, I was known as a shy, quiet kid, right? Who would rather be in his room playing with trains Without, instead of being out at the party and then before that, when I was two to three years old, I was in an environment with some people, not my parents, but I was in an environment where people told me that I talked too much wow. and so I stopped talking wow. right but I didn't recognize all of that until several years ago when I did the backwards tracking nice. and started looking at my jobs hey hey wait a minute. I was you you were in the mental health injury, but you were in leadership and and you 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 did this, you helped people organize some stuff. You you were in college, you 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 formed these groups, you were freaked out and scared out of your mind in in doing it, but you did that and you were you were on stage in front of like thousands of people. Wow. Um you get to 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 this teaching job and you're teaching kids and you're teaching um high schoolers. And then you start this company where you're not just developing stuff, but you're teaching companies how to communicate ideas effectively to their employees. And now you're at the space where you're teaching corporations and teaching leaders and real estate agents and brokers and associations how to deliver ideas that then move people to action. So there's this communication thread through my entire life, through everything that I've been attracted to through every space that I've ended up in. And here's what happens. A lot of times we, we, we take for granted that the space, uh, we take for granted the spaces that we end up in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, but, but there's something, there's purpose in your space, right? There's every space that you're in, there's something that's connected to where you're supposed to be or something you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. You know, as you, as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking in my head of, of like a common thread throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And for me, what came to mind was leadership. Yeah, and you know, because I know, you know, leadership is a huge role for me, like in and a core value and. And, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I was in the leadership group and I was, you know, always the captain of my sports teams. And, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I wanted to be like the leader and, and, and help, um, the organization and get them to the next level. And, you know, here I am owning my own business and I'm kind of a leader in my space and a leader for my, my team. And so, you know, it's interesting for you to kind of walk through that journey and then put the perspective on myself. As well.
1: so, so let's let's back through yours for just a second here. Right. Sure. So you leadership has been something that 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 has been magnetized to mm-hmm. you. Why is it important for you to lead others?
0: Because I want to help them.
1: OK, you want to help them do what?
0: Um, do what they love doing.
1: OK, you want to help them do what they love doing. And you maybe there's what keeps them from doing what they love doing.
0: Um, not knowing the direction that they need to go.
1: Okay. They, to don't, they don't. They don't. They don't know the direction. There's a little bit of confusion in their world. In some ways, you could say that there's some amplif. Some their voices may need to be amplified. They may need some clarity on direction and messaging for themselves. Right. So you're talking about leadership, but what is it that Tory Barker does now? Tory Barker runs something called Creative marketing there's marketing inside of what you do right what is what is marketing marketing is amplifying the messaging and clarifying Mm -hmm. the heart and the story of people and putting it out and creating visibility for it so that um people can fulfill their 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 purpose or their business or help others to solve problems
0: absolutely that's my new tagline no (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, it's. I mean, it's It's always been there. We're, we're, we are literally, if we're paying attention, magnetized to the very thing that we're supposed to be doing from very early on in life. And the funny thing about it is some of the things that we see as trauma, some of the things that we see as challenges or detours or obstacles in our lives are the very things that strengthen us enough to be able to do what it is that we do now,
0: absolutely. I always say that there's no um, no failures; they're just lessons learned. Yep. Opportunities to grow. <laughs> yep. Because you know, if you wouldn't have had that experience, you wouldn't be the person that you are today, or, or have grown the way that you have based on a quote unquote failure, as someone might call it. But that's right. Yeah. So, so you help these, so you help leaders find their voice, and you help them craft a story and like i'm assuming in the in the corporate world or in business entrepreneurs you help them um uh explain their vision right to mm-hmm. like their their employees and and the people that they're working with so i'm sure a lot of those people aren't natural speakers <laughs> right and so um Stage fright is probably one thing, uh, lack of confidence. <laughs> so how how does confidence affect the communication and the presentation, and how do you help them uh, grow from that that uh, fear, if you will, because it is a fear based yeah. mentality.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's actual there's an actual name for it, glossophobia, right? The fear of public speaking. And I get people who say to me, Robert. I need to present more effectively in my company. I need to share ideas because it's part of my role and my responsibility, but I'm freaked out <laughs> by having to get up in front of people because I feel like I'm going to ramble. I feel like I'm going to trip and fall on my face. I yeah. feel like I'm going to stay up there and say stuff and then I'll see these blank re- blank eyes and 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 faces staring back <laughs> at me. These
0: stares.
1: Yeah, right? And I'm and I'm I, all of that just throws me off. It makes me nervous and I'm super anxious about it. Yeah.
0: I'm sweating, say, hey. I'm getting hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I say, hey, listen, you know those butterflies that you feel before you have to present or speak? And I'm like, yeah, those doggone butterflies. I said, our job's not to get rid of the butterflies. It's to help them fly in formation. I
0: love that. So
1: what we do is we look then at, at what the core of these butterflies are. And as a science teacher, you've got um, cortisol and epinephrine. These are hormones that run through your body that when, they're, when your body is experiencing something new, something it doesn't recognize or something that, that it's preparing itself for, it, it shoots out these, these hormones and your body's like, ah, right? So Freaking what, out over happens, here. <laughs> well, what happens is that you can interpret it in one of two ways. Here's how we know. Because when you're excited about something, cortisol and epinephrine are the very same chemicals that go coursing through your body, Mm -hmm. right? So all that happens is there is an interpretation that your brain puts on these experiences. So the simple way to say that is it's what you tell yourself. Mm. It's what you tell yourself you're feeling. If I say, oh, my gosh, I'm freaking out over here. If I say I'm nerves, then that's what my mind is going to interpret it as and, and is like, okay, run, hide, flee, flight. That's what my mind is saying. But if I tell my mind, you know what? Oh, my gosh, we're warming up for the game. We're getting ready to go on the field. I'm about to serve the heck out of these people. Oh, my gosh, I have something amazing, and I can't wait to get it out of me then that's a little bit different and you start to feel a little bit different. And so how do I deal with that? One of the ways that I tell people to deal with that is changing the messaging, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second thing that you can do is change your physiology. When I So I enter the room with with music and and crazy stuff, right?
0: <laughs> Partly do you have because- com- Do you have confetti at your presentations too?
1: Well, no, I don't. They, they don't have to clean that up. You know? <laughs> so, so, so part of the reason I'm doing that is because I'm gearing my mind up. I'm giving my mind and my environment certain messages. Hmm. Right? So how do I change my physiology? Okay. The music dance is one of the ways that I do that. If I don't have music backstage, what are the things that I I might shadow box? I'm back. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'm doing all (laughs) sorts of crazy stuff because I'm redirecting my energy. Tony Robbins, before he goes on stage, I don't know if you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event but the beginning of his event is super crazy energy. Yeah, right? he's yeah. coming out he's like oh, oh he's got the music pumping he's jumping but he's not just starting to jump on stage. Tony Robbins has a trampoline backstage.
0: Oh my god. That
1: he jumps on because he's changing his <laughs> physiology. He's preparing the energy. It's the same reason athletes before they get on the field, mm, yeah, they're doing the, you know they've got their music, they they're getting in phase. They're getting in the zone, in flow, because they're telling their chemicals, they're telling their hormones what to be interpreted as, yeah. interpreted as, right? So I think I spoke a long time. I think I should say. That.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's something I learned a long time ago because um, I, I, was, I was nervous and I've kind of grown out of that nervousness. And someone told me to stand in the mirror and pose like Wonder Woman.
1: And That's so- <laughs> Amy Cuddy.
0: Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I read that and and I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. Right. So I would stand in the mirror and I would stand like Wonder Woman. And then I'm like, okay, so I've done that enough. And then now it's like, I can't get in front of a mirror. Right. I've got to get, I got to go through this quick. So I envision myself Wonder Woman. right? Right. (laughs) And and so it's that same concept. It's, it's the thoughts or, you know, the things that you're thinking in your head. It's that, that mental, you know, prep and the, you know, confidence that you just got to String through your veins and, and just yeah. pump it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me define confidence really quickly because a lot of people think confidence is this thing that some people have and other people don't. Hmm. They think it's this switch that you flip on and off. My daughter, I taught her to drive a couple of years ago. And when we were, she was learning how to drive, she would get in the car and she would look to her left and fix that mirror. She would look to her right, fix that mirror look in the center, fix that mirror, look around, make sure all the buttons that needed to be pressed were pressed. And then she would put the car in reverse and then she'd kind of look underneath the steering wheel a little bit to make sure her foot was touching the right pedal. And then she would kind of tap it and you could feel the car move a little bit. And then she would tap a little bit harder. The car would lurch back. And she's, she's doing that because she doesn't, she's scared of pressing it too hard and the car zooming across the street and banging into something right so she's very intentional about the amount of pressure that she's putting on all of this stuff and she's watching it and she's just focused on every little detail several months later my daughter gets in the car after she gets her license backs out of the driveway and just slams on the 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 accelerator like Bat out of hell driving down my, 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 out of the cul de sac. Right. I'm like, what happened? What happened? Well, what happened was now my daughter had become confident. Why did she become confident? Because she repeated a certain behavior over and over and over and over again until she didn't have to think about it as much. Right. So, my definition of confidence is repetition with the expectation of success.
0: I love that. Yeah, for sure. Reputation without yeah. the expectation of success. Is that right?
1: Repetition, repeating repetition with the expectation of success.
0: Mm. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> well, Robert, you have so much knowledge. I feel like I can just talk to you all day and we could just go on and on and on and on. But, uh, you know, I want to be respectful. There's this thing called the sun,
1: right? That <laughs> you know, it goes down after <laughs>
0: There's only so much confetti in the, in the room, right? We can only do it so long. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just wanted to say thank you. Any final um, advice or parting words that you can bestow upon us uh, before we wrap up our, our episode?
1: Well, you know, I, storytelling is, is a big piece of what I do. And I love to share with people that they don't have to go grab somebody else's story. Mm. They can use their story and when you have trouble figuring out what your story is there's so many different places in your life that you can pull a story from you can pull a story from a challenge that you've had you can pull a story from the a skill that you've had to learn you you can pull a story from a time that you discovered something right all of this stuff that happens in your life is fodder for a story it's information it's it's data it's 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 the elements of a story that you're you're ultimately living and so what i say to people is everything that happens to you in life is your stuff your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage so get on out there and tell it do that thing make a difference for people
0: thank you robert oh my gosh that's awesome i love that so much i'm like applauding on you on the background for you here we go (laughs) hit that applaud no (laughs) all right
1: here we go you want some applause bam yes there we go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about um, the coaching and 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 how you can help people? Where can we find you, and and how do you want us to connect with you?
1: Well, you can find me on all the socials as Robert Kennedy. The number three easiest way to get in touch and reach out is go to my landing page RK3. That's me RK3. That's dot me. And you'll find all the socials there. You'll find my website. You'll find some fantastic resources to help you become a better storyteller, better communicator. And you can also just click a button and get in touch with me via email or phone there as well. So RK3, that's me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I highly encourage everyone to, to visit that site and uh, get in touch with Robert. He's definitely going to amp you up, give you some skills and, and help you elevate your, yourself and your business. And I thank you for being on the, uh, the show today. And thank you for sharing all your knowledge and information. And I look forward to staying connected with you and you know, learning from you as we, as we continue through this journey.
1: Thanks, Tori. It's been my pleasure to be here.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the creative visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review or share with a friend. Also make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.